Hi there. Welcome back. It's been a long time since I've done a podcast for、um, Cookbook Confidential. I've been meaning to do it, and every time it comes down to it, I never find the time. And since I have my Passover cookbooks out, I thought it would be a great time to talk about them, since I love, love, love my Passover cookbooks. Um, there are some that I don't use as much, and when I do talk about a cookbook, it doesn't matter if it's Passover or a regular cookbook.、Um, if I say I don't mean to say anything negative, I always find the positive in all my cookbooks. But some cookbooks, not all the recipes appeal to me, whereas some people find recipes that really appeal to them, and I'll look at it and go, "Well, it's not for me." So it's not like I'm offending anybody. If I bought a cookbook, it's because I really liked it and I really wanted to own it. And therefore, it was bought, and the author did get the credit for it. So it's not like I'm out there bashing cookbooks. So first of all, even you might be listening to this at Shavuos already. So、um, I'm wishing everyone a happy Passover. And this year is a rather lonely one for me because it's just myself and my husband. Our kids are not in town this year since Passover came early. My daughter. Who is studying in in another province had exams smack dab in the middle of Passover, so she couldn't come in for Passover.、Um, and my sons, of course, are in in Israel doing what they're doing, and I'm very proud of them. One had completed the、uh, Israel Defense Forces, the army, and the other one's in the midst of finishing it up. Hopefully, sooner than later. But whatever it is, it is. I'm very proud of my boys. And onto the cookbooks. I have a whole bunch of Passover cookbooks. I've acquired them over the years. I've been married almost twenty years. I started collecting them around just around the time、um, I got married.、And、my first Passover cookbook was actually I got way before I got married. Was when I went to Israel, which was in nineteen eighty two, and it is a、um, it's with one of the yeshivas. I had no idea it was Aisha Torah. And it's a beautiful little simple bound cookbook, like a community cookbook. The recipes are not difficult, but they're also aimed at things like the Wonder Pot, which is very widely used in Israel at the time. And some of the ingredients are not so easy. Not that they're not easy to obtain. It's just the way they're they're put together. But it's a fun cookbook to read. And I actually made something from it today. I actually made chrein. Chrein is beets. And horseradish, grated together with a little bit of sugar and a little bit of lemon juice. And you let it sit, and then you eat it with either you, you could eat it with matzah,、um, or on its own, or with gefilte fish or any other fish. I happen to love this. I, I haven't had a chance to try it because I want it to marinate. One of my most favorite cookbooks for Passover, and it's a very practical cookbook. If you had to own one Passover cookbook, I would recommend. That you would get Pesach Sane and Sound. I don't know how often they put it out in print. It's put together by a yeshiva in Maryland, I believe, and it has everything you could ever want in it. It's got mostly non-gebracht, which means you don't add matzah meal or、um, you don't wet the matzah, and it has some gebracht and also has some kitniot recipes. Because there are some people who are of Sephardic background who donated recipes to the book or, or gave recipes in. At the beginning, it has all kinds of lovely Devar Torahs. It has ideas of what to do with the kids to make the the seder more interesting.、Um, 
It also has uh, countdowns to how to prepare for Passover. Um, articles, I think I said articles. And it has foods that you can make prior to Passover when you're just about to flip, like the kitchen has been flipped and you don't know what to feed your family. They give you ideas of what to feed them from potato chip, chicken, shakshuka, um, any what else? Um, what else have I made? Um, of course, I made frittatas, salami, and eggs. They, they, they give you ideas. They're necessary. Some things don't require a recipe like salami and eggs. Uh, and it's, it's a wonderful book, and it's broken down into sections. And it also gives you, like, how, like, I think I did say this, like a Pesach planner. Um, lists of places to clean for Passover. Sample master Pesach shopping list, which I actually did photocopy, and I used it uh, one year but a lot of the things on their list are not the things I use. So I took the list and I made it my own and I put it on, um, on, um, Google drive and I print it up every year when I need it. So they start out with breakfast and dairy menu. And from here I've made, uh, pancakes. I've made waffles. I think they're in here. Appetizers, dips, and dressings. Um, these are the, uh, the way it's broken down. And sometimes if you, like I said, if you just need one book, you can get everything you need in here. I, there's a thick and hearty zucchini soup, which I've made. Um, there's a cake in here that is always a request. And in fact, my boys asked me if I made it this year and it's just my husband and I, and there's no point in making it. We, I call it the disappearing cake. It's called the birthday sponge cake. It's basically a potato starch and eggs, a lot of eggs and vanilla pudding and you bake it and it comes out really good and then I would ice it with chocolate icing and we called it disappearing cake is because one day my oldest son and his friend went into the bedroom with the cake just made well just frosted and they came out but no cake pen no cake but the cake pen obviously was in the room and they basically ate the cake all by themselves it takes about eight people to eat that cake it's pretty big so that's one of the things that's my go-to in here. I also make um, fruit ices, which is my go-to from this book. Strawberry ices and mango ices, and there's kiwi ices, and there's like three cookie uh, cookies, I'm sorry, three kugel recipes in here that I love. Um, a pineapple cookie, kugel, which actually comes from another Pesach cookbook, which is quoted in this cookbook. Um Mushroom kugel, which I adapted because if you're going to sit and wash and peel three pounds of mushrooms, this kugel wasn't really worth it. So I adapted it to use canned mushrooms and it tastes good. Uh, I'm sure. And when I did make it with real mushrooms, it was also good. But I figured I said, no, I, there's no real difference by using one or the other. And um, actually, the cabbage kugel doesn't come from here. And that's from a, my latest set of cookbooks. But this cookbook, I really, I recommend it to a lot of people. Some people get it and they're like, oh, really? It's just too much to read. There's no pictures because it's like a community cookbook. And maybe because I'm older and I really, I love this style of cookbook. I love that people have stories in it. Like, for example, this chicken I just opened it up to. It's called Diaspora Jalapeno Chicken. Incredible. It's really the most interesting ingredients and the way it's put together and not only that not only to mention that she has a whole story the woman who submitted this recipe has submitted a number of recipes to this cookbook her name is sarah hellman and it starts out with a marinade which consists of jalapeno peppers and honey and brown sugar and salt and pepper and ginger and you marinate the chicken she i did it with bone in 
Um, some people have done it with, you know, bone chicken. And then after that, you make a tomato olive sauce, which it cooks in. After it's been marinating, like you take it out of the marinade and you put it in and you cover it with the sauce and it is just incredible. So that's another recipe from here that's just very unique for this book. I have, okay, so there's, and also there's this other thing called meatloaf, meat love instead of meatloaf. Um, it's almost like a shepherd's pie because it has a layer on either side of it, bottom and top of potatoes, like what's Passover without potatoes. So it's really a yummy, yummy meal. That's another thing to make before Pesach. That was one of the things she mentioned. And it doesn't take long. And it's absolutely delicious. This is, as I said, this is one of the many cookbooks I've always recommended. It's the one that comes up first. The second one is by someone who's from Canada. The author's name is uh, Pam Reese, and it's called Passover, just simply Passover. But it has a lot of gebracht recipes. And if you cook gebracht most of Passover, it would be wonderful for you. I've gotten a couple of really good salad dressings out of there. And soups, because that's another book that Pam has, but not for this... I mean, you can use them for Passover, which is also a cookbook called Soups and a cookbook called Cookies. Anyway, the I make the Greek salad dressing from there, and I also make um, cottage pie or shepherd's pie from there because it's different. And I know people who make it all year round. And I've acquired a lot of cookbooks over time, over Passover. The one where I said where the pineapple kugel came from, I heard about it from somebody else. It's called From Our Pesach Table to Yours. It's from Yeshiva Darche Torah from Southfield, Michigan. Again, it's a community cookbook. There's no pictures and it's very simple. And the recipes are very easy and and tasty. Um, just recently, I pulled out my Dining In on Pesach cookbook and I made a bunch of recipes from there. Some, that's how I do it. Sometimes I'll just take a cookbook and say, okay, let's see what I can make from here. And tonight I made um, a fish recipe, which the ingredients were uh, ginger, orange juice, lemon juice. It's supposed to be lime juice, but I didn't have lime juice and I didn't buy limes. Um, ginger, lemon juice, oh, uh, apricot jam. I like to cook with things like that, apricot jam and onion soup mix and things like, not everybody does, but I do. And a couple of favorite recipes from the Dining In Cookbook. I just tried that one, so I don't know how it came out. It's actually in the oven as I am speaking to you. I make these cookies called what I call the snowball cookies. And it's a meringue base. And you fold in broken, I guess, baby fingers. They call them baby fingers. And chocolate chips and nuts and coconut. And then you, you bake them for, I think, 12 minutes or something. And then when they come out... You let them cool and you top them with um, melted chocolate chips, like in a zigzag pattern. And they really look amazing. And they're also delicious and very easy to eat. I mean, you just keep eating them and eating them. I've made some ice creams from here, but because they're egg-based and a lot of egg-based, like not just three eggs, we're talking six or seven eggs, I found it really hard. I really, I don't like the texture of them. So I never made them again. Like I did make once a layered ice cream cake, which was really good, but the texture of the eggs didn't appeal to me. Um, I also make from here some soups I've made. And it's and all the chicken recipes, very unique chicken recipes. I've even photocopied them so I could try them all year round. So I've made 
Like there's Hawaiian glazed hens, which I would actually use chicken. It's basically pineapple juice, brown sugar, and vinegar and honey. And then there's Mummy's Healthy Chicken, which is a bunch of spices with lemon juice and wine and oil. And I leave, it says imitation mustard, but I don't even bother. And apricot jam, as you can see where my um, interests lie with cooking. I like things that are a little bit more, not complicated, but a little more intense or prepared. Some people really don't like the idea. I happen to. So I'm really, I apologize. And there's like chicken with paprika and potatoes and garlic baked chicken and pan fried chicken. And I can keep going on and on. And duck sauce chicken, but she doesn't use jarred duck duck sauce or not, i shouldn't say she it's i think it's a compilation of people who put this book together actually gives you a recipe for pesach duck sauce which you can make and use it on other things that require duck sauce at least you know what's going in it uh, like tropical chicken and onion soup chicken and which does have onion soup mix like three tablespoons but it's a lot of chicken tasty tangy chicken and i can go on and on and on like i said so it's that's one of the the pluses i love about the dining in on pesach book is that there are tons of chicken recipes and and the one thing that i my go-to in there is the cookie the snowball cookie recipes i also have a bunch of cookbooks that i put together from my mother's recipes and and family and friend recipes and sometimes i don't know them so well i don't even bother to go to them Recently, I acquired a book called My Pesach Kitchen by Feige. Feige. Oh, my embarrassed. Feige Murray. And I love her style of cooking. I used to read her articles in, in the magazines, and her son also had a column in one of the kid magazines. I got a kick out of that. Um, I don't know if I've made anything from here yet. I earmarked a whole lot of things that I want to make. Yes, here's my list. Um... There is spatchcock chicken, which I've never done, but she makes it seem so easy. So I'm thinking of doing that. And then she has this thing called Shabbos chicken, which is extremely simple. It's like three or four ingredients, but it looks really amazing. I see that, oh, roasted meatballs and mushroom sauce and roasted garlic potatoes, which seems pretty simple. And paprikash crumply. And I want to make maybe this, maybe tomorrow, shakshuka, or even the zucchini fritters with the shakshuka. So we'll see. So this is a really, it's new to me, this book. I read it over Shabbos, and I keep looking at it because it's new, obviously. And she does have lists and things to do. She's very simple, and I love that about her. I've heard her talk on, on different uh, platforms, and she has a lot to say and she's a very good cook and she also photographed all the things on her own because apparently she comes from a fa her father is a professional photographer and the photos are beautiful you want to eat the page or lick the page and then there's another series of books that came out a couple of years ago they're called taste of pesach and they have a one and a two and at the end of the book, it tells you you can write away and get these little booklets. That's how these cookbooks came about. And I actually, last after Pesach ended, before I put my books away, I emailed and uh, submitted my name and address. And lo and behold, just before Pesach this year, I got booklets. It's very cute, very easy to follow. And 
I'm, and it's also all the donations that you submit to them go to Yeshiva. So the first of their series is obviously A Taste of Pesach. It was, it's a black-covered book, and the second one is called A Taste of Pesach 2. It's a white-covered book, and they're beautifully photographed, and they both have the same, same cover, except the colors are different, a fork and a spoon, and they're raised. Like, if you touch them, you could feel that they're raised, so it looks uh, 3D almost. I made so much from the first cookbook over the years. There's some go-tos that I, I take from here, like the cabbage, the cabbage kugel. That's where one of the kugels come from. Um, I've made it almost every Shabbos since this book has been in my possession. There's a lot of salads I make in here, and I make them also throughout the year. One of them is actually quite funny. It's called a Russian salad. And my daughter just recently, I guess in about uh, the past year, she started dating a, a guy in Florida. His background is Russian. And I made it. And she's, well, you know, you won't believe this, but my mom made this thing called a Russian salad. And it's uh, basically radishes. And why can't I find it? Radishes. I should prepare myself. And carrots and mayonnaise. And maybe I'm wrong. But another salad I make from here, I make the carrot salad, the vanishing potato salad. Oh, Russian coleslaw. That's what it's called. Sorry. So it's it's basically a whole bunch of Kirby's and radishes, red little radishes, and scallions, four scallions. I'm talking, like I, a lot of people get confused when they hear scallions. Some think shallots, long green onions. Um, or they'll call them scallions. I've never called them scallions because I call shallot shallots and scallions. I know is small, very heavy duty, yummy onions. They're very oniony. And the dressing for this Russian coleslaw is vinegar, sugar, a little bit of mayonnaise and salt. And it's, it's just delightful because of the cucumbers and, and as you're putting it out, you have to drain it because it, the cucumbers itself produces a lot of water. I guess you can, if you have the time let them sit and strain. I think they ask you to do that. Um, yeah, you have to let it stand for 50 minutes so excess liquid is expressed. Press out and discard excess liquid. I think I've done that. And the carrot salad is not a carrot salad you would normally have because most people make carrot salad. They add either mandarin oranges and raisins, but this one is carrots and a bunch of scallions. Um, I think what they meant was, because you can see in the photo, they meant shallots or long green onions. And this year when I made it, I didn't have, so I used just an onion and it came out really good. What else have I made from this book? I've made the crepes. Um, they were really, really good. And I, what I would do is I would make blintzes with them. I've either, you can make blintzes to go with a meal, um, or you can make cheese blintzes. And this year I intend to make cheese blintzes. I really love this book. I love just looking through it. It's beautiful. They have, what is this? Is this um, oh, chicken nuggets with two kinds of sauces. One is sweet and pungent, and the other one is a lemon sauce. The lemon sauce doesn't look so appealing, but it, from what I remember, it's good. There's something I make all year round, and I never ever made it, ever cooked with... Um, boneless chicken legs before and this book has a very simple 
um, recipe for boneless chicken legs. And you marinate it in something as simple as, because I don't use soy sauce, like even fake soy sauce on Pesach. Um, it's basically, no, this is not it. Here I am flipping through my books. Well, maybe it wasn't in this one. Maybe it's in the second one. It's it's just uh, a little bit of sugar, a little bit of wine, and you marinate it and you broil it. It doesn't take long, and it's amazing. So today, I actually made something from the second taste of Pesach. It's crackers, because I made soup, and for some reason... A lot of people in this house, well, myself or my husband, will not eat soup without crackers. So I made these crackers from it. They're okay, but it's really cool because they have, like, in the beginning of this book, they show you how to plate things. And part of it is they had a recipe for crackers because they were showing the soup with the crackers, and it was simple. It wasn't very hard. I thought it was going to take a lot of work. You didn't have to use a mixer or anything. You just needed, if you had a whisk, a whisk, and... He didn't use the fork, and you laid it out and baked it and cut it up. What else have I made from here? That maybe this is where the, the the boneless chicken leg recipe is. I think it is. Maybe it's not. Nope. Maybe not. But it's a really good because I make it all year round. Oh, yes, it's called broil marinated chicken. And in the marinade, it's brown sugar, garlic wine, potato starch, oil, and it says imitation soy sauce. But during the year, I've made it with soy sauce. I really don't notice a difference. And it's a really good recipe because, as you know, chicken legs are really moist. So this is one other set of my favorite cookbooks. And I will read off what I have. Um, I bought a book online from a woman named Tsipina Spam. I can't believe it's not gebracht. Also really good recipes. I have Passover by Design, which I use quite frequently for ice creams, um, mostly ices. I've made pineapple truffles from there, and there's a chocolate truffle. Um, Perfect for Pesach is also a very good book. I made the meatballs that everyone's been talking about, and they were good. But I think I'm going to stick to my own recipe because I really like my recipe. I was kind of looking for that, you know, the recipe that my mom made and it wasn't there. But I, I made it and they were good. I'm not going to say they weren't good because they were good. Uh, I also have a very old cookbook of Tamar Anash. It's called The Taste of Tradition. I used to cook a lot from there. I made cakes from there. And just like now it's it's a little harder because I don't have a lot of people to make for and of course, the spice and spirit kosher for Passover, and Paula Scheuer's the new Passover menu, and the New York Times Passover cookbook, and this one is Passover Made Easy. And I recently got one. There's a whole story of how I got this cookbook. Oh, this is um, called Pesach While You Sleep. I heard about this on one of the radio shows. I don't know if I'm allowed to give plugs or what, but there's a Jewish radio show, and they interviewed the author. Maybe last year or the year before. Uh, her name is Julie Hauser. And since I live in Canada, I had to order it to an American address. And since my daughter's boyfriend lives in Florida, he was going from Florida to New York before he came here. And so we sent it to his father's house in New York. 
and it was supposed to get here and it never did. And in the end, when he went back home from here, he um, mailed it. He took it with him. No, he mailed it from New York before he left to go back to Florida. That's a whole other story. But this cookbook is really a great idea because what she does is she tells you to buy like three crock pots or even two crock pots and a box of basic like measuring tools and, and cutting boards and a knife and a peeler and measure like measuring spoons and measuring cups and what kind of condiments to buy, um, pans to store them in, freezer tape and pan markers, Sharpies. And you're basically cooking your Shabbos and crockpots in the garage on what she has, I guess, is like a makeshift rolling table. And then I guess I have no idea where she washes them. And I'm thinking, oh, but what she says she does, she uses liners. I'm not too keen on using liners and crockpots. But the idea is intriguing. Some of the recipes seem really cool. And she even has in the back, I think it's a recent addition, is for the Instapot, which is really cool. Instacot, Instapot Pesach recipes so this is something i'm very intrigued by so these are my cookbooks and i also take from of course the noreen gillis cookbooks and i have a lot of the things like from the the pleasures of your processor second helpings those are all the recipes my mom used and i grew up with and a lot of, some of them are cut out from magazines. I have this big file of different um, recipes I use. So this is my most recent podcast. I hope to keep this up. been having a hard time trying to figure it out after my last uh, episode, which was a total disaster, I feel. Anyway, I enjoyed doing this and it would be great if I'd get some feedback somehow. I don't know how, but take care, buddy. Bye.